It's no surprise that an analysis of Google Trends showed the term immune boost as one of the most heavily searched in 2020. In fact, from April to May alone, the hashtag immune booster increased on the gram by over 46%. No surprise there. Beyond the obvious reasons, 55% of Americans say they experience stress most of the day, and 35% claim they don't get enough sleep. All this and more can lead to us feeling run down and becoming more susceptible during cold and flu season. Ugh. Thank goodness for Navitas, one of our favorite wellness brands. They have a large portfolio of immune-boosting products. In particular, their recently launched Superfood and Immunity Blend with just three ingredients, Camu, Orange, and Acerola Cherry, and their Elderberry Powder. Christine, don't you swear by this stuff? Um, yes, I literally start every morning with a boost of it in my smoothie. They actually have recipes on the back of the pack for smoothies, elderberry tea, and an immunity fire tonic. Ooh, sounds spicy and healthy. We love Navitas and we know you will too. Want to pick some up just in time for sniffle season? Use the code OTG30 at NavitasOrganics.com for 30% off any product. What's happening now is a shift that, you know, has to happen in order for humanity to equalize itself. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Yay! Megan, I I just have to say that was very well, very well done. We usually all stumble over that intro because I wrote it like the world's biggest tongue twister and like Uh, nailed it, girl. Nailed it. Oh my gosh, it's probably because I'm not looking at myself on the Zoom screen. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Amazing. But there you are. You just appeared. Oh my gosh. Maybe I shouldn't appear because I just put a headband on so that uh, because I ran and I have like runner's hat head. Dirty hair. And it's Zoom was, okay, you got the, she's got the headband. You may appear. Okay. <laughs> well, you look gorgeous. It's Heidi. Well, thanks, friends. Thanks, and friends. today's guest, I really want to get to because we're all so excited, are two of the most interesting, coolest girls we know. They have been on the scene for as long as we can remember with one of the most interesting jobs we can imagine. Identical twin sisters, Ofi and Tali Idut, known as the Astro Twins are professional astrologers who reach millions worldwide through their website, Astro Style, and as the official astrologers for Elle magazine. They bring the stars down to earth with their lifestyle and coaching-based approach to horoscopes. They've created astrology sections for multiple media properties, including Mind Body Green, Refinery29, Parade, and Lifetime. Best-selling authors, they've written a collection of books, including Love Zodiac and Momstrology, their number one Amazon best-selling parenting guide, and their own brand imprint annual horoscope guides. The Astro Twins have been featured by major media such as Good Morning America, The Today Show, The New York Times Sunday Style section, People Magazine, and Vogue. They have collaborated with major brands including Coach, Zappos, Nordstrom, and co-created the wildly successful Signs of Love campaign with Revlon and Refinery29. The sisters have red charts for celebrities, including Beyonce, no big deal, Stevie Wonder, (laughs) Carly Kloss, Emma Roberts, and Sting. Again, 
no big deal. <laughs> they are regular guests on Sirius XM and have appeared on Bravo's The Real Housewives of New Jersey doing honor readings for the cast. So we'd like to extend a big off the ground welcome to Ofi and Tali Idut, aka the Astro Twins. Hi. So guys, Christine here. And we thought for our weekly catch up, it would be very appropriate to talk about our signs and how we're most like them and what our signs are and all those things. So I'm going to start. Um, I'm Christine and I'm a Taurus and I don't know much about like compatibility and much about it at all, really, except that it, I am strong willed like a Taurus and I <laughs> can be a little particular, um, very driven, but I mean, that's, that's the extent of what I know. So can you guys like do things through the screen and tell me more about myself and you know, what, <laughs> what I just want to know more. And, and also my husband is a Libra, but I've never really heard too much about like Taurus and Libra good or bad together. I just know Libras are super, super laid back, which he is, which is great because I'm not. So I don't know. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. Well, Taurus is an earth sign, Libra is an air sign, but they're both ruled by the planet Venus. So they're like pretty things and enjoying life yes. and eating well and going places and all the things that we've been banned from during the yeah. pandemic. But, it, you know, they're very different, but if they mm. play to their strengths, it goes nicely. Taurus, you know, you know what you want and Libras kind of never do something. Yeah. <laughs> He's very he he's very patient with me. Let's put it that way. So he's, right, right. Yeah, he some things Tauruses don't care about, but then when they do, it's like there is no other way. Yeah, you're the bull, so sometimes you just have to charge in and go for it. Where the Libra is the scales, they'll deliberate everything, and so you know you you probably help him get unstuck while he helps you to slow down oh. and just think through some of your more Im- impulsive charge forward moments. Yeah. He tries. I'll give right. him that. Okay, he There's no stopping the charging Taurus. No. That's for Poor sure. John. I love yeah. that. So this is Jamie. I'm a cancer and I am totally like a homebody. I'm I'm not a homebody. Well, I am. I'm a homebody because I re- my batteries are recharged by being at home. So that's how I know I'm. You know what I mean? Like I'll go out, I'll hit the the world, but like I I know that when I go home I am restored and recharged. And so for me honestly, I keep joking with the girls, quarantine has kind of been like a breeze because I'm like great, I never really liked leaving in the first place as it turns <laughs> right. out. But then also um the oversensitivity thing, I got that down to a T. oh it's true i mean see what's interesting about cancer is you're one of the four cardinal signs which are the leaders they start every season so cancer women are like boss bitches but also queens of their hives so i can see your screen and i see your beautiful home behind you Cancers know how to create the most well-appointed spaces that everybody like they're somehow beautiful and comfortable so why would you want to leave there you go. It's a brand new skill, by the way, because I just left New York City. So I've never created a nice space in my life because I lived in like two square feet shoe boxes for my last oh. 20 years. But now I have a house. So I got to put the skills to use for the first time. Oh, and probably came together naturally. That's awesome. I'm Heidi. I'm a Leo. So as far as I know, like, I mean, I'm obsessed with sun and warmth. And um, I was an actress for many, many, many years, I I opted out of that. But I did love being on stage and that kind of thing. I didn't like everything else that went with it. So (laughs) that's Uh how I know that I'm like my sign, but I don't know much more about the nuances. 
Yeah, Leos are fire signs like us. We're Sagittarius. Aries is the other one. So, you know, fire likes to spread its warmth, you know, but it also if it's uncontained, it can get scattered in too many directions and burn things down in its path, you know, if it starts to get heaped up. So, but, you know, Leos are like, you know, I think of like the mama lion. It's like you're warm, you're nurturing, you're one sign after cancer. So in some ways you do share some of that domestic nurturing energy, but it comes across in um, a little bit more of a playful way. Sometimes Leos want to like, our mother as a Leo, she wanted to play more than we did when we were kids, you know? She and so <laughs> it's very like great at coming up with games and making anything fun. But if it doesn't, you also like rules. If it doesn't, you know, there's certain I um, love rules. Yeah. yeah Martha yeah, Stewart Leo's. is a Leo. And I think of her as kind of the, uh, you know, it's like mm-hmm. she makes everything beautiful, but there's a step by step instruction and it's got to be done right and to a T. And, yes. you know, also Sandra Lee, the tablescaping queen, is a Leo. So there you go. That's why <laughs> Heidi's such a good yoga teacher because you make the class so fun and but rigid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Exactly. So I, oh you God. have to pay attention and she makes sure you're not really realizing you're following the rules, but you're having fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. Leos make everything fun and they're great teachers for sure. I can oh, see that like Because I like fun. Does it matter how close you are to the cusp of something? Because like if I'm the 24th, does it matter at all that you're close to another sign or not? Because yes you make, no. weren't you? Yes what? and no. Yes and no. <laughs> It does. You will be like the earlier Leos, I think, have a little more of the, you know, emotional sensitivity of cancer. So there's there's, you know, it's a continuum kind of, It's just, you know, I think so. I always say that because I'm a Scorpio. This is Megan and I'm an October 28th Scorpio. And like I've dated some like November 11th Scorpios in the past mm-hmm. and they've got like a nastiness that I don't have. I think I have like the intensity, like I'm like a ball of fire. I'm fully charged. I am basically a lightning bolt. But I don't have that, like, what I've seen in other Scorpios that were later. And these are just bad boyfriends, so this is my only comparison point. But there <laughs> there was, like, a nastiness that I don't have or, like, a vindictiveness that, like, I, I can't even, it's like, in a, like a... Yeah, just, there's supposed to be three levels of Scorpios, the, the ground-dwelling scorpion that stings you, and then the eagle that rises above things and is wiser, and then the phoenix, who's a sort of transformational, superhuman kind of being. So, Well, I want to be that some, one. I want to be yeah. three. Make me right. that one. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget the serpent in the middle that's more strategic, you know? And so there's, you know, with... I think any sign has its pluses and minuses. You know, it could be that it maybe shows up in the male Scorpio or the female Scorpio differently. Or to get when together. But some Scorpios, yeah. you know, when in intimate situations tend to be a little more calculating when they're protecting their vulnerability. So that may have been what was showing up as this like nastiness was sort of a defense mechanism. That yeah, like controlling. And they like couldn't handle that. how powerful you were and that you were more <laughs> Maybe that was it. But are people like, because I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, you're a Scorpio and it seems to have like some kind of negative connotation. Yeah. Is that true? Like people don't like Scorpios? 
It's, you know, Scorpios and Geminis get the worst rap, sometimes Pisces too. I think because, you know, because they're so polarizing within their ranks, there are extreme intense Scorpios who are vindictive. There are Geminis that are duplicitous. And so people just talk about what they've experienced and, uh, so no one forgets the sting of a Scorpio when it happens. Ooh, <laughs> like, right, right. You know what's also so interesting? We're all, we are, correct me if I'm wrong, we're all different signs, but, and we work so well. This is our first year anniversary that we've put, that we've been working on the podcast. And you just never know how that's going to go. I mean, for people, you just, you don't know, but it has been amazing. And we all have figured out how to maneuver and jump in and jump out and help each other. And it's really interesting that, you know, we just kind of four girls came together really quickly. We did it. We started it a year later and it's booming and it's interesting. I don't know. I've never seen this many different types. Well, come something, together and you know, there's, there's some common thread. There's these, you're either a cardinal sign, a fixed sign or a mutable sign. And the, the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Capricorn. So that's Jamie, the Cancer. You know, they're comfortable taking the lead. The fixed signs are the so ones who true. like to get Jamie in the. Is that Jamie to a T? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. the alphas, but they don't the always want to do all the research or find the guests or do the. You know, they'll they'll come up with big ideas, but the fixed signs are the ones who will carry the ball. So that's actually the the other the, the other three, three of you yeah. are those uh, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and if there was an Aquarius who may be in the engineering part of things so you make sure it actually gets done so jamie was really smart to pick you three to work with if that <laughs> happened i think we were smart to pick jamie yeah <laughs> jamie does everything i just think it's so interesting though because we do kind of fit together like puzzle pieces it's so yeah. seamless we like are so just laid back with each other we're so just like if one one of us can't do it someone else just picks up the ball and i yeah. and i never even thought about it from an astrological perspective the fixed yeah. signs will carry you to the end zone every time Time. Now, what you're missing are the, the mutables, which is what we are. That's Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So if you have outside people helping you, you might want to look there. The mutables tend to be or your guests. Yeah. yeah. Or your guests. Right. Exactly. So but what does mutable mean? That just means like more of like a You're adaptable. So the Cardinals start every season. That's you, Jamie. And so they're the initiators of the project, the big idea. And then the fixed signs, which is what the other three of you are. Yeah. They, they like, all right, give me the ball. I'll carry it to the, to the goal. And so it's like, they don't have ego involved. They're like, what needs to get done? Pass it to me. They're focused on the bigger picture mission and not like it how it looks how it shines on them. And then the mutables polish things. So it could be that your engineers and producers have some mutable signs among them. You'll have to find out. I wonder what Raoul's birthday. We need to know Raoul's yeah, birthday. Yeah. We'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. My son is a Virgo, and when he was born. You know, I didn't even like know what sign he was because I'm not really good with knowing this stuff. And Mm. people were like, oh, he's a Virgo. Get ready. And I was like, why? Why? They're the best kids. Yeah. Well, because he, because of my husband's a Virgo, the massive need for organization. They're like, he, if every crayon's not lined up straight, he's going to have like a full on meltdown. And they were right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They are very much like that. It's true. 
Yeah. So interesting. I love We're going to get into this more. We're about to jump into the topic, but oh, right. I got to do that yet. <laughs> no, but I got to hear from you more guys about, about this because it just for, for years, I got to be totally honest. I've wanted to not believe in astrology. Like I've tried everything in my power to not believe in it, but it is so undeniably true that mm-hmm. even though it seems to the lay person, like how could this thing be true that I've been proved, you know, it's been and cemented in my brain time after time that like, all right, Jamie, this is a thing. So get with it. So let's just use that as the jumping off point, right? Because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. here, y'all. 2021 is here. Ring the bells. The year of insanity is behind us. So does that mean that the dark veil is just going to automatically lift and everything will be easy breezy now? No, much sadly, no, sadly, no. As much as we'd love to say yes, as much as we would love that, with so much uncertainty, as we step out onto this fresh palette, most of us just want to know what energetic color we should put on our paintbrush to start decorating the year with good vibes, health, and prosperity. Good thing we have called the best in the biz here, these two lovely ladies, to look at the year through an astrological lens and make some predictions. We're really grateful to have them here today on Off the Gram to help us frame up what the heck can we expect from 2021? So thank you again. We are so glad to have you here. And I'm glad that we kind of started off with like our own personal signs um, (laughs) because I think it really is interesting. But I do want to take that step back to learn a little bit about how the heck you guys became astrologers. I heard you're like accidental astrologers. I, I don't think many people grow up saying, well, maybe I'll be like a, a pharmacist or a bus driver or an, a celebrity astrologer. <laughs> so how did that happen? Oh, no. So our, um, you know, like we had paper routes when, you know, we were always like the independent Sagittarians. So that involves making your own money. So we used to read Dear Abby in the Detroit News and our horoscope every day when we were like in sixth grade. Little did we know that was a twin and an astrologer, you know, writing there for paving the way. But when we were in college, Ophi's boyfriend at the time gifted her a birth chart, this 30-page booklet. And of course, I snagged it and had to read it too, which explained the entire chart. So what the what the natal chart is, and you can do that for free on our, on our website, astrostyle.com and find yours out because it's so fascinating. All the planets are in different zodiac signs. You like freeze frame them at your moment of birth. And, you know, Beyond just being a Cancer, you have a Moon sign, Mercury, Venus, Mars, every single planet in the solar system is in a position and then the Sun and the Moon. So when you learn that, it's like we actually found out we had a lot of planets in Scorpio in our charts. So we're with you there, Megan. (laughs) So like, we're, um, you know, we are just, um, it was so fascinating. We're like, how? It's kind of like the instruction manual that they say people don't come with, but we actually do. It's like, yeah, this piece of paper knows way too much about me for me to just dismiss it. I think people should be skeptical because that means... Don't believe anything you haven't tested, but do test it before you say you don't believe in it. Well, exactly. And at the time, you know, like you don't need to know your whole chart and you can even know your sun sign to get obsessed. But it, it like like you were kind of like this. There's no way that this could be true. So we're always trying to prove it wrong as well. And the more we learned about it the more obsessed we became. At the time, we were also 
publishing a multicultural size positive women's magazine with a group of women called Hughes. And one of the unifying threads of our group there, which was very diverse, was astrology. It's like, it didn't matter what your background was. If you were both Geminis, all of a sudden you were like, you know, in the same, the same you know, family, soul yeah, family so, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, you know, somebody who worked on our magazine then gave us our first astrology column at Teen People magazine. In the- I was one of the co-founders of Teen People. Oh, oh my God! God. Oh yeah, my God! Oh dear! Yes. Oh my gosh! So I well, I was even well, thank before you. her. I was with um, Christina Ferrari and Lori Majewski, and we we literally oh. created it. Oh, so did you so know cool. you started our astrology? Well, it's so funny. I I was probably gone already by the time we had astrology. Oh wow! Well, I was like the nineteen ninety six launch. Whoa. Whoa. We were yeah. we came in like 2001. So 20 yeah. years ago. Well, this is so, so I gave birth full to it, circle. And then I, you know, and I was there for two years, but then moved on. I can't believe it. That's so cool. But that is so crazy. Well, we, owe, we owe you a debt of gratitude for our, uh, our astrology career because that definite from there, like everything just took off. We wrote a book. We're on, you know, MTV. We were on. I think it was on MTV. That's what I went. <laughs> What the hell? Oh my gosh, we have these parallel like lives. I love it. Were you on TRL by any chance? That's I was, was. yes. <laughs> so we were on. That's, That's so unreal. funny. Oh my god. I was I worked with Parks and I was like the lifestyle correspondent on the show. This Are, you the oh. Are you the third Are you the third I think I might be. I am a nice Scorpio, I swear. Wait, can I ask a question though? Wow. So, like, what can you girls do and what can't you do? Like, Christine was like, oh, yeah. "Are they going to be able to read my aura <laughs> through the screen?" And I'm like, "So they're not like psychic." So, so explain the. Although there are people. psychic astrologers, they there's a, that's a field, right? Like, or at least I have or a friend. Any one nine hundred number will. <laughs> one of those no but yeah but can you guys see like can you even just not 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 really do it that way but like coming speaking to us and seeing how we are even through this platform can you guys pick and you know christine's feeling very self-conscious i think (laughs) i want to know i want to know you reading my aura don't like don't like to not understand how things work. Yeah, I want to know. Tell me. <laughs> I need to know how the mechanics of it. With your time, date, and place of birth, we could plug in your chart. So if you want to put that in the chat, I can pull it up while we're here. Oh. And that then we'll see your moon, your rising, and tell you a things. Of course, there's always, you know, doing an astrology reading on someone is a co-created process because, you know, here we are, we're twins, we're born four minutes apart, but your soul evolves with the universe too so it's like you have these factory settings which are where the planets are when you're born according to astrology but you also have free will so you'll develop the things experiences you take on in life will also help shape you so you know we're not here to say you are going to be exactly like this you may have these tendencies however it's always up to you to decide whether or not you want to act upon them or maybe use them as a springboard for evolution and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Like my Scorpio moon, I don't want to be jealous and possessive anymore, but I have to work at that, you know? So it's kind of learning your automatic settings. So, I mean, some astrologers, yes, totally, Heidi. Some astrologers are, you know, more psychic, but it is a system that you don't have to be psychic to understand at all. It's really your, your, but you you should be intuitive because you're putting these different pieces together and then kind of feeling the energy 
energy of the person and making an interpretation based on that. I feel like I've become more psychic in the years of looking at people's charts because it you is see like, patterns too, probably, exactly. right? Like, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. did you see this 2020 right? craziness coming? We, we did, did actually you we did, did? We wrote about it in our book we we saw that there was going to be a black swan event that's what we wrote about that Are was you kidding me no no we um we wrote that because but it was because there was a planetary event that hadn't happened in 300 years occurring and we kind of, we looked at the past times of that and kind of made an interpretation based on that so it's you have to Look at history, oh, full body chills. I can't know. handle it. Yeah, you can really see that. It's crazy. So let's talk 2021. Are there any predictions? Like, what can we expect? Yeah, oh. there's going to be more. Um, there's these three clashes happening between Saturn, the planet of karma and material wealth, and Uranus, the planet of innovation and change. They're forming this 90 degree square in the skies, which is when the, it's almost like a, a T-boning happening of two cars. It's like crash. We got to work. OK, here we are. We're not necessarily saying, oh, there's going to be a civil war, but that energy that people keep talking about is is actually in alignment with that, because to be honest, like the old versus the new, the people who want to cleave to tradition versus the ones who are what ready to adapt to technology and change. And it also involves a lot of finance and government and just the revolution just got started. Let's just We're kind of looking at 2020 and 2021 as a t- uh, years that are shaking up things that are outdated and not not really going to work for the world where it needs to go and progress. So there's sort of a runway to the rest of the decade, which is everyone keeps fun. saying, like, please do not say 2021 is going to be our year. Do not jinx it. Like, everyone, no, like, no, ah. no. Let's go in quietly and sip the lip and let's just play it out and see how it goes. <laughs> but like, well, here's what was the big shakeup. I mean, this, that was, we were totally unprepared for that kind of change to our reality. We're now kind of integrating it in 2021, what we've learned. There's another year of restricted travel ahead that's going to clear up at the end of 2020, early 2022. It doesn't mean we have to cancel our summer vacations, but we're going through a two-year period of restricted travel. So it's lining up with that and an opportunity to get more into our neighborhoods and local find adventures locally jamie you're new wherever you moved your new hometown community so there's that there is um yeah there's there's definitely a lot of um technologies is definitely a big part of our lives now with zoom and everything else and it's it really does line up with what's happening but there's it's it's gonna it's definitely a theme of needing to balance that with getting out in nature getting away from the screen how do we have that sort of in-person high touch interactions that, you know that we all need as well so hazmat suits do we just need <laughs> hazmat suits <laughs> so, so you're saying like a like true scorpio black swan event has like an ending point at the end of 2020 is it kind of like like when mercury mercury grows into retrograde and then it like ends is is this like just a much bigger 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 yeah the thing to remember is that like every cycle of life you know even you know the hero's journey or any model we can't always be up you know and we try to take the position that everything that happens happens for a reason you know 
for the past 200 years, we've been in this earth sign energy, which is very much about amassing material possessions, land, mining for resources, and the earth can't handle that anymore. We're moving into what we call the age of air now. If you can imagine just that sort of like, how do we get, you know, like, Earth energy is very, like, it keeps us grounded. There's gravitational pull. We don't want to change. It's comfortable. It's luxurious. And really, you know, it's like human potential just, you know, has reached a high in terms of, like, the luxuries that modern, you know, people, at least in the Western world, are able to enjoy. However, there's such a disparity across the globe. So now we're having, you know, how is it that we, that people are starving when I have to decide between Whole Foods or the other fancy grocery store. You know, it's just like, it's, it is that, that it, what's happening now is a shift that, you know, has to happen in order for humanity to equalize itself. But do you like look up into the sky with like a compass and go, okay, that's why that's happening? Like, what's the science of it? Like, what do you do? <laughs> We um, yeah. Well, there's actually where is it? Let me see if I even have. No, we're not on camera. But there, there are um, books. It's called an ephemeris and has the positions of the planets mapped out every day for the whole the rest of the century, even. So and who we, maps that out? Is that like an astro- astronomers? Like, yeah. Okay. Astronomers, NASA. Like um, I don't know a single astronomer. Like, where do they live? Who are they? Like, <laughs> right. Like. I, I, I know. Astrology was rocks for jocks at college. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That was cute. That's funny. Um, they live in caves with telescopes. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's... They're on the moon. <laughs> right, right. Pick and I went to space camp, and I still don't know an astronomer. We did they, space camp. We did. Oh God, wow. yes. lives here. Oh my God! And you went to space camp. I'm that a third sister. Bizarre. I can't believe I'm. What space sister. camp? Where do you go? I went uh, to Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. You went with Girl Scouts when we were oh in fifth grade. Okay, so I went two years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes, awesome. with my daughter, with my daughter, I was, and I saw. I was like, gonna die if you guys were there at the same time. I yeah. know no. that would have been too much, too much. That been everything, but no. Like once I saw like the plastic sheets and the windowless bunks, I was like, I'm not so sure. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, my I think we probably stayed in those too, but it, oh yeah, no, there's eleven. No I can't remember. My husband went as a kid, and and once I showed him pictures and video, he's like, oh yeah, no, no, that's the same as it was in 1984. Cool, cool. I remember, wow. I think we were there in 1984, so uh, we were probably there with your husband. Oh have, my god! I have the group photo. Oh my god! Oh my god. Can you imagine? My mom, oh my god! My mind we were will such fall nerds. Out of my ear, if you were there yeah. at the same time as you, I imagine. was such a nerd that I had my space camp shirt on backwards Aww. and I was in the front row. <laughs> That is the cutest thing I ever heard. It used to be one of the prizes on Double Dare. Did anybody watch yes, Double Oh my God. Yes. Double Dare. Oh, Take God. the physical challenge. Yes. Mark Summers was my oh. hero. All right. I digress. <laughs> okay. Wait. Can we just take like a side, a side tour to talk about some of your celebrity uh, astrological endeavors? So sure. I, I don't know how much you can tell us, but tell us everything. <laughs> what is the weirdest celebrity reading you've ever done? Was it Peter Brady? I don't know. Um, it might have been. It might have been. I think Stevie Wonder was the most awesome and weird. I mean, he already knew his chart. We were like, 
lucky enough to be invited to do readings backstage after an awards show oh, and and during the rehearsal. So uh, we got to do and he said it was actually our birthday that day. And he's saying happy birthday, you oh. know, Stevie Wonder style to us, which was truly a legendary moment in life so you know that was in one of those celebrity swag backstage rooms where people had their fancy products and there were right next to us was a booth with ten thousand dollar mattresses so stevie being a taurus you'll appreciate this christine like after hanging out with us literally went and laid down on one of the mattresses (laughs) and didn't move for an hour which is so Because they're all about their beds. What a story. What yeah. a story. Yeah, well, I'm well, market for a new mattress. <laughs> how, about, how about, I mean, how did the Beyonce thing come about? She was there too. This was the Billboard oh, Awards, cool. 2003. She was, um, she was just sort of newly dating Jay Z. They weren't totally public, but yeah, she came. You know, she came, and um, yeah, she was very we were able to talk about their their compatibility as a Sagittarius <gasps> and Virgo, and kind of undercover, like, hey, well, you know, you know. So it was, it yeah, was she great. was really nice and really into it. We printed out like a report for her, and then. The next day she was, I was, I think I was going to the bathroom and she was running on stage for her performance. And she literally stopped and was like, I stayed up late reading that report. Very interesting. So I was like, wow. She really is as nice as at least she was, you know, 20 years ago or however long <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's always wow. nice to hear. Do you guys think you're like, uh, you could, you could be like other level marriage counselors. It's almost like the love languages, but. Oh, God. Oh, total. We already are. We've made matches. People have gotten married. (gasps) We don't tell people what to do necessarily, but we'll be like, well, if you you have a certain uh, astrology gives you a certain layer of insight into the dynamics between people. We've even helped a couple of people not give up on uh, baby making. I have a couple uh, former clients who like actually had kids who didn't think they were going to, but I saw things happening in the fifth house. It was just like, you know, you can actually even, I mean, this is, this is something, you know, like astrologers can look at. You're not a doctor, not, you know, but you can see where that opportunity is. And sometimes even just people knowing that it's worth trying, you know, can open up. Yeah. Yeah. Allow Do them you have to, to know the exact geography of where you were born? Because I've never had my chart done because it's like, okay, what's the longitude and latitude of where you were born? I'm like, I no, don't you even just know the if city. Was- there's, a, there's an app for that on our site, <laughs> astrostyle.com slash oh, okay. birth chart. If you know your time, ah. date, and place of birth, which some people don't know their time, even if you don't, you can still get plenty oh, of information. You. So it'll calculate that for you. We're not, it's not like medieval times where you have to break oh. out the, you know. I keep wanting to get like a protractor or a compass like i just yeah, feel like i want it i've never used any of those things just to, there's, there's an app for that now i mean i have oh, but it was in like high school geometry class so so i have a question for people that are looking okay so like not to god i guess my point is that like what you just said about 2021 i was almost trying to skirt away from it for a minute for a moment of levity because it sounded still pretty dark to be perfectly honest and it kind of gave me a little bit of agita so like (laughs) if we're going into another year of 
is the black swan moment still happening? Are you saying no, like, it happened? It happened in January of okay. 2020. Okay. And it kind of just was like, it came in like a little bit of a wrecking ball there. And then we had three waves of pandemic that mirrored a, a three wave period of history during the Russian plague in the 1700s. That was in 2020, April 4th, June 30th, and November 12th. We're done with those. And the last time in, in history that happened, the, the peak of the of the plague, the Russian plague, also was at the third one. We actually predicted the vaccine uh, being released December 20th. What? News. Um, you never got so many brand. chills I know. in one episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, you know, everybody's heard about this great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Now we predicted that back several months ago because we saw, you know, Jupiter is about new innovations. Saturn is about sort of a, a big corporate release of something. And then, uh, they were both in Aquarius, which is also about science and developments and that kind of thing. So we ended up being right to the day with Moderna. Uh, releasing the vaccine, which was cool, but uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a time release thing. We're going to, it's, it's just, it's going to be a slower, steadier progress. We have to dig ourselves out of the, the, um, I guess we can't dig ourselves out of the the mess with the same shovel that we dug ourselves into it with. So we're going to have to sort of build new ways out. And that's going to take a little time. I have a February question. 23rd look. I'm like, what does tomorrow look like? <laughs> well, I was going to say, how do you guys, do you guys knowing this stuff or feeling these things, do you like look at each other or talk to each other and say like, oh my gosh, we should you know, take cover on this day or I don't know, like, would, are you cover? Are, I mean, you know, the thing is the good yeah, we news have the about understanding astrology is that you can plan ahead for it. You know, yeah. like I really try to stay out of the good and bad mindset and just see everything as necessary. Like the things, this black swan event, a black swan event is an unexpected, unpredicted, unprecedented thing that shifts things. So that was the pandemic and how it affected the economy. Mm-hmm. So, but we're, you know, now we know how to deal with that what's ahead so everything's not going to be as in you know like this year there was just this we were forced to stop and look like we'd accumulated so much like the world it's like if if we if 2020 hadn't happened we wouldn't stop ourselves and go where's my enough where's my satisfaction we were on this more 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 bigger stronger faster you know and it and it was having detrimental effects we weren't living in tune with the earth and the planet and so and community and people and we weren't looking at other populations and what was happening to them so now the shift which may seem hard at first, but we'll bring another reward and joy by the end of the year is that we're actually connecting to that human spirit again, you know, that that oneness that we all have. It's like, I'm willing to not have as much and not compete with myself and be more cooperative and collaborative and communal. There's a lot of Aquarian energy in. So that's much more about community and technology. If, if anything, life is going to get a little more sci-fi and weird, you know, like anyone who's on top of technology as you know, we all are because we're here right now, will fare a lot better than people who aren't able to keep up with it. So, but then again, you know, there will, 
there will probably be divisions between people who are like back to the land and people who want to be logged into everything. So yeah, I was going to say almost might have a reverse effect. I, sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't I can't I have to look at the phone for everything I do for work. But at the same time, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. We're appreciating that. We're actually appreciating like Saturn and Jupiter are both in Aquarius now as of this great conjunction that happened on the solstice. And it goes on all next year. They'll be together. So Saturn suppresses and Jupiter expands. So they're kind of doing this. So we're, Saturn is teaching us like. Remember when we used to go out to brunch with people and ignore them because we were on our phone yeah. all the time? Like now we're going to actually appreciate the people who are with us in the moment. You know, like we've got this new appreciation for others. And that is that's not a bad thing at all. Like I'm just going to encourage everyone to just look at 2020 as one of the greatest lessons. It's a tide turning year. And even though it was hard we are going to like, it might take till 2023 to actually appreciate it, but not, you know, with, with the sadness comes this, you know, ability to see things from a more multidimensional perspective and inclusive perspective. It won't make sense until we're looking back at it. Like, okay, that's why that happened. We had to shake things up so we could lay the groundwork and, change the way we do things yeah because we're just little kids on the playground all we want to do is share you know it's like no fun to have a toy if you don't get to share it but you know so that's kind of the new lesson i think how to share our toys you know i wonder does so does 2021 look different for every star sign so if like yeah so could, can you like do like a quickie like Twitter bio for each sign of like what sure, 2021 sure. has in store for each of the signs? We can, we can. So 2020, every sign was out of their element because of where the planets were. So everybody, it was also even more uncomfortable this year because we all, you know, we all had to kind of be ways that we weren't naturally like the fire signs who are active and energetic were workaholics and the earth signs that are all about planning and certainty were impulsive and spontaneous. Like, so in 2021, we all get to be a little more ourselves. So let's talk about the, let's, let's do it by like fire, earth, air, and water. Cause there are bigger themes, fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, less working all the time around the clock. Sorry about that. Not have my <laughs> notifications on here. <laughs> so the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius can get away from the grind. It was a pretty boring 2020, very hardworking and Commune with people again, even if it's virtual. It's about building the relationships, partnering up. The Earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, had a very kind of adventurous year. Like it was more like, oh, let me try all these new things. Very much not. Usually, Earth signs don't love change, but you really kind of adapted to it and you were okay with that. But now it's kind of back to work, back to your planning, back to like, okay, that was fun being a little boho chic for a moment there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a 10 year plan again, or at least a 10 month. The air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius had a very weirdly emotional. 2020. They're not really, uh, they're not so into feeling their feelings that deeply, but they got very much in touch with them. It was good for them. But now they're, now it's time to kind of go big, put yourself out there, get back out there with your sort of, uh, 
signature kind of passion when you believe in something and get excited. And the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, you had a a very social communicative year in 2020. Maybe it wasn't around people in real life, but you became much more outgoing. It might have been that it was it was the planets, but also because I think a lot of um the pandemic erased a lot of the demand to leave your house and show up for social events you didn't want to go to. So you got to pick and choose. <laughs> or you got to like, I, I, I call it the, um, you know, the Zoom dress code is like business on the top, party on the bottom. So, you know, you didn't yes. have to take up. <laughs> lumber on the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> An elastic waistband that allows you to live your best life and be your best self. Oh, yes. You just <laughs> that's a, put a pin in me. That's like literally, wow, yeah. you just, yeah. you got it. Yeah. So now you can get back to sort of, you know, being more of your nurturing, sensitive way. But it was really, you know, you were actually like the more confident, outgoing, social signs, Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces, which was because you could do it from the safety of a screen or your own home or on your terms, which was which was nice. So bring that into 2021 and, um, you know, deepen your bonds with this sort of lighter new part of yourself that you discovered. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> we yes. keep all this information in our it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just the area I know. Well, it also gives you permission. Like it gives me permission to be like, you know, because you have like survivors. If you experienced 2020 in a way that wasn't awful, like if it actually gave you a lot of right. silver linings, like in that I was able to be more efficient, more effective, more successful because I was doing it from the comfort of my home. And that really worked for me. Oh yeah. It felt good to me. I was able to like put my hair in a messy bun, sit Indian style in some sweatpants and like get to work. And I love that. So, but you almost have survivor's guilt because Oh, I wish we could go out to dinner again. And I'm like, secretly, I hope we never go out to dinner again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I hope the water signs felt that yeah. way more than any. My Pisces friends, too, they're like, I don't have to leave the house. Awesome. I don't have to get, you know, my friend who's a Pisces was a cancer son. Like, they reveled and not leave. Like, I don't think they left their front yard for like three months, like, except for maybe an occasion. I was like, you know, you can. I always mm-hmm. felt like they're like, no, don't tell me that I can because I don't want to have to. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. You know, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you for explaining to us because I think a lot of people are probably still confused about what this is all about. And it sounds to me like, look, you're not going to read our minds and you're not going to read our auras. What you are going to do is say, <laughs> these are some of the fundamental characteristics that you have given your sign. And here's how you can use that knowledge to empower yourself to walk through the world in the best way. And that to me is is wellness and it makes sense. It's not woo woo. It's practical and it's good advice for anyone. That was oh, so and awesome. I want to do my star charts. So where do we we go to? What what are, where do we go to do our our charts with you? Astrosal.com slash birth chart. And Christine, you have a moon in Libra. So there that may be why you were drawn to your Libra there and and are and can be very balanced inside. Hmm. And Heidi has a is like a one, two, three, four, quadruple Leo. So you're like, you've got the moon, Mercury, which is communication and Jupiter's expansion. So you were 
meant to be on stage (laughs) presenting in this way. And those are the kinds of things you can read about in the chart. It'll break down where every planet is and what it means for you. So it's just a fun guide to have. It's like a great little key to get to unlock some of those cosmic secrets. So at astrostyle.com slash birth chart. And also our 2021 horoscope book is out now and it has predictions for all 12 signs for 2021. We'll have to send you all one as yeah. well as like Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you like look in the stars? I have a book coming out in February and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have asked you what day to release it. <laughs> did you did you specifically look in the stars and go, this is the best day to launch this Can you book? do it after the 21st? <gasps> it's on February 23rd. February 23rd. Perfect. Because Mercury's oh, retrograde from January 30th to February 21st, not a good time to release any oh, writing February materials. February 23rd. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're so I feel like Yay. I feel like yeah. we need to have you guys come back like every few I don't know months or weeks or we gotta touch base. Yeah, we, we have to come back again. We'll There's come so back anytime. Incredible! Thank you so much. This was amazing. You and Megan will continue to figure out how you met in a past life oh and God. existence, and I love <laughs> all of that for you. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in from home. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast anywhere the podcasts are consumed, and don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time. 